and welcome to the Foxworthy Podcast, episode 52. We're back to talk about Survivor, season 34, Game Changers. And we have a very special guest this week, and we'll get to her in a minute. But first, let me introduce the man who's been by my side all season so far. He wants seven drips of coffee and a spoonful of sugar. It's Ty. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just hope I'm as sassy as Michaela out that coffee mug at the end of this podcast and just at the end of the fantasy season and just drink it if you win i don't know you're in all right shape right now we'll talk about that in just a minute but i also want to introduce our new guest i guess is how i would word it very special guest to me she's doing push-ups to get out her anger it's my mom donna Gaines. oh thanks taylor yes i'm here doing my push-ups as i'm contributing to your podcast (laughs) i'm really glad to have you both here we're recording on a friday night for next week we're getting ready for the final 15 of the season already moving along rapid fire i guess and they're gonna have a little bit of a shakeup it looks like but we'll talk about that later let me get real quick through the fantasy update since my mom is not in our fantasy league i'll run through that so we can uh, move on to the fun stuff but not much has changed. All of us actually put points on JT this week because uh, it was kind of obvious, I think. we A lot of us saw it coming. So a lot of points for that. And overall standings right now, Ty is in first, 38 points. Levi, Woo! second and 34. I'm also in second, 34. Jordan hanging in the back with 26. And everybody has four people left on their team except for me. I have three because JT and Sierra... We're both on my team. I have Aubrey, Sarah, and Sierra left. I won't get into all that right now. So let's move on to the power rankings for this week. Let's see where the top of the leaderboard stands for all of us. And I think we should start with our special guests. What what, what are your power rankings, Mom? Who's number are one? Number one? I put Brad at number one. Tell us why. I put, I put him there because I think he's in control of the game. But I don't think he's overdoing his control. Because when the scene, which I'm sure we'll talk about during the (laughs) podcast with Debbie, and when she went berserk on him, he was calm about it. He apologized. And everyone else on the tribe was just kind of shrugging their shoulders and watching Debbie do her push-ups and have her tirade. (laughs) Yet Brad still pulled it through for his tribe. He did seem to handle that really well. I have him near the top of mine, too. But who do you have uh, two through five? I have um, Sandra pulling up number two, even though she's continuing to say her queen comments. She is still hanging in there. Nobody sees her as trouble yet. And her little sugar-stealing episode, I thought, (laughs) kind of put her in a safe place this week. I put Sarah at number three. Interesting. We had a little shot of her this week. She's the smart cop who said she's playing the criminal. And she seems pretty strong in the challenges right now. I put Ozzy in there because he's a fan favorite. I like him. (laughs) And I put Andrea as number five. Oh, why? We're getting a glimpse of her every week. She's been a strong part of winning their tribe's challenges. But she's not overdoing herself socially yet. So sometimes I feel those under-the-radar players can be strong. So those are my top five this week. 
All right. Well, Ty, let's run through ours real quick, and then we'll pick a couple of those people to talk about a little more. My number one finally changed from Brad. I think it went over to Sandra because I thought Sandra... The thing is, she did a trick this week where she ate all the sugar and blamed it on someone else (laughs) who is in her alliance, and the entire tribe went along with it. They were just like, oh, yeah, we'll let JT keep thinking it was Michaela. No big deal. Jeff and Aubrey both watched Sandra like down this sugar, and for some reason, (laughs) they still love her, which makes no sense to me. I also have Sandra number one because of similar reasons. I mean, she's deciding who gets voted out, talking mad trash, and still managing to just control everything every week. And Brad obviously had, we'll talk about it in in a few minutes, but he had a little bit of an uprising this week, which is the only reason I put him two instead of one and uh, bumped Sandra up as the most powerful. Do you have Brad number two? I do have Brad number two. I do, uh, yeah. Brad handled things very well this week when he had a bombshell going off. A crazy gymnast. Number three, I still think I have Troy Zan. Uh, we got to see that he's he might that actually idol. have an, yeah, he's got the idol and he might have an alliance with uh, Sarah that was talked about. And I'm just always going to keep my list at three just to throw you a curveball. So <laughs> that's my top three. Or there's just not five impressive people yet because of the way they've edited it. I actually, I did Sandra one, Brad two. I also have Sarah three because the brief impression that they gave us from her conversation with Troy Zan made it seem like she is in a good position at that tribe because Troy Zan was like, oh, she wants to work with me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I put Troy Zan four because of that and the idol and... I gave those two the three and four spot because that tribe has been just dominating. Uh, I mentioned this when we were watching the episode last night, but at some point we have to talk about the fact that Tavua is running this game. <laughs> I mean, it looks like there's going to be a mix-up next week, but they I don't, I think there's a good number of people on that tribe that haven't even been to Tribal Council. Yeah, I don't think Ozzy's been. I don't think... Has Sarah been? I don't remember her going. I don't think she's don't been think either. So. I don't she's think Zeke has been. barely been on the show. <laughs> yeah zeke been, uh, zeke made his first appearance solving a puzzle this week so that was nice <laughs> yeah that was my one of my backup intro intros that i had ready i was gonna say that ty is out on a, an island doing slide puzzles on his phone i put sierra number five because she still seems to be brad's right hand woman and he's in a good spot so i unlike ty i wanted to get to five so that's that's who i put at five without further ado i think we should get to is 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 he in contention for the stupidest survivor ever or or where are we at with this right now with jt with jt um i don't know if he's stupidest ever i think so at the the beginning of the episode obviously they get back from last tribal and everyone's blowing up at him and he uh and he lied yeah he lied he well i thought he did pretty good because they kind of seem obviously sandra doesn't trust him at all but everyone else seemed to kind of buy that he was like, oh, I just told I told Brad like we weren't going for him, but he didn't say we are going for Sierra. You know why so. I didn't buy that? Because at one point, I think it was Sandra, one of them, it was either, I can't remember if it was during the conversation or in uh, an interview to the camera, said, you know, Ty turned around and looked at Brad and Brad pointed at Sierra. And I, I think the quote was, 
how would Ty, of all people, have known to give it to Sierra if JT hadn't told them it was Sierra? Which, I, <laughs> as someone who has been really down on Ty for this whole season, I thought that was pretty telling. Someone who's as poor at the game as Ty <laughs> was able to figure out what was happening it kind of made me think people were seeing through what was happening there. But to run quickly yeah. through the rest of his episode... He did that at the beginning, then found the idol, which seemed like a good thing for him. Then, I think, single-handedly lost one of the challenges where he was launching sandbags and didn't let anyone else do it. And then, obviously, the big thing is that he had an idol and didn't bring it to tribal and got voted out, even though he should have known it was going to be him or Michaela, at least. Uh, What did you think of all this, Mom? Well, I think at the beginning when he was talking, he did, as he was trying to lie... He was saying how, well, Malcolm was my best friend. I just lost him. So I think he was trying to cover that he did give it away to Brad. But if you're going to search for an idol, take it to tribal council. You never know what's going to happen. Play your idol because you can always look for another one. So, yeah, I think think stupid move at tribal council. He was believing the lies as they were discussing it with Jeff Probst about who was going home next. And mm-hmm. I think you kind of alluded to Michaela's move as they were going to vote and he was reading the votes and she took out her cup and she took out <laughs> the thermos and she's just sitting there having some water knowing that JT was going to go home. I know Michaela takes a lot of heat, but this is why I love Michaela because she is very entertaining. And I, I really can't tell. This is a point. Well, I'll save it for later. I have an observation about the tribes this season, but since we're on JT right now, I just want to go off what you were just saying, Mom, which is he came back and talked about how he was sad that Malcolm was gone. He was his best friend. And I think everything he was saying was true, except for, oh, I didn't tell Brad anything. Because I think he just did something really stupid. I, When it comes down to it, he thought that they would vote out Sandra because he wanted them to vote out Sandra, and they didn't. Totally backfired on him. Yeah, and then... Obviously, going home with the idol behind on the beach is an intensely stupid move. And I just want to, I know Levi's not with us, but I just want to congratulate him again for having JT number one in the power rankings last week. <laughs> He's watching some kind of game, let me tell you. He's watching a different show sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> Levi's, <laughs> Levi's in a different world sometimes, too. So what can we say? <laughs> I don't understand... He was, So he was on the bottom of his tribe because he came from another tribe, correct, in the last shakeup. Right. So he was immediately put on the bottom. I thought he played it about as well as he could, minus not taking his idol, which just doesn't make sense. I don't, was it Sandra that convinced him, like, oh, no, 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 we're not going for you. Like, babysitting Michaela, which was his, like, phrase he kept going all night was... We just got to babysit someone. She's got too much of an attitude. She so drinks seven seven drifts of coffee, coffee. She's, oh, yeah. He started throwing around ignorant. And I was like, okay, you yeah, need to. Got, <laughs> I don't want to get too into this, but it got, like, weirdly uncomfortable where it, just when you hear a guy with a southern accent talking to an African-American woman that way on TV, it gets a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just. It was just a bad episode. I had him on my team, so obviously I'm as disappointed as anyone, but <laughs> even if he had survived, he was playing a far too stupid game to really do much in the end, I think. Which is interesting, because he's a returning winner, isn't he? Yeah, he won. 
I don't yeah. remember his season. Mom, do you remember his season? Uh, vaguely, I do. But yeah, if not knowing, of course, if he played that idol, and now with our coming attractions, it's going to be a mix-up, he could still be in the game. We'll get to that later. That was our five-minute timer. I don't, Ty said he couldn't hear that last week, but... Oh, I heard it this time. <laughs> I heard it. So let's go... This is usually our briefest segment at this early stage of the season, but... We're going to get into our people with no chance of winning segment. And there are 15 people left. And by my count, I still just have one who has no chance of winning. <laughs> I think I think this week it bumped up to two. I think there's oh. two solid people that have no chance of winning now. How many do you have, Mo? Um, I put two. Okay. Well, I think we probably all have at least one, right? I, I don't know if we want to try to pull the old bit where we say it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work no, so I know well who you guys time. are gonna say, and I didn't put him down. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I think me and Ty at least both have Ty. I still have Ty. Yeah. The, the other because... Ty, the not as cool Ty. <laughs> the Ty who may you might be better than him at Survivor. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to see one day. Yeah, maybe we'll <laughs> find out. Plug me. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler B Commons on Twitter. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but he. I just find him to be very bad at survivor and just does what other people tell him to do and he has a reputation of being unpredictable and i'd just be very surprised if he won but he did have a confessional time this week where he was like yeah but i really got to think about my game which initially i was like oh man that's awesome he might be like actually learning but then i'm like wait that's like a direct quote from what brad told you a week ago (laughs) so the dictator (laughs) Yeah, he didn't actually learn. The evil dictator Brad, who so runs Mom, his football teams. Who, who, who you got on your list? Um, I actually put Sierra on my list because I feel like we don't hmm. see her a lot. She's, like you said, she's just kind of doing what Brad tells her to do. And even if she sticks around towards the end, they're just going to take her there to be an easy target to take off at Tribal Council. Well, I think the reason I disagree with that and you might remember this, Mom, back in oh, gosh. my childhood. <laughs> Ty, just you can just hang out for a second. Okay. And we watched the Russell Hant season, and we talked a lot about how I was just super impressed with him, and he was dominating and backstabbing and destroying everyone. And then he still lost because people were mad at him, and his blonde sidekick won just because she was there. And I feel yeah. like there's some potential okay. for that with Sierra. <laughs> Possibly. But she was one of the game changers who, when they were introducing them all, I was like, huh, I don't have any <laughs> recollection of her. Right. Yeah, I was like, uh, was she a game changer? I don't know. Who's your other person? I actually put Debbie down. Because who wants to be sitting next to that psycho in Tribal <laughs> Council? <laughs> Ty, is and that I the person I'm you I'm sure you're going to well. touch on that scene to- Yes, that is the second person I have is cannot win. As Ty, the survivor, said, she's like a crazy lady. (laughs) (laughs) She's like a crazy lady. Well, let's talk about Debbie. I I didn't put her on the list because I think there's enough people who weren't with her to see this happen that maybe she could skate by. But it's she's close. I think she's close. But what what do we think happened? Because. They made a point of showing the tribes strategizing for the reward challenge, which they usually don't do. And they yeah, showed, they never do. They showed Debbie saying, let me do the balancing. I'm good at balancing or something to that effect. And Brad I have was a like, really good sense of balance. 
Right. And then Brad said, all right, you do it. <laughs> and then they lost the challenge with her on the balance beam when they lost the challenge, if I remember correctly. And yes. She came back to Tribal and started blaming Haley and Brad and saying, Haley spent 10 minutes on there and I was on there for 30 seconds and Brad, you're just a dictator, blah, blah, blah. And really like had a massive freak out to the point where she was just <laughs> yelling and doing push-ups because she was so angry. And, and screaming at Brad that he crushed her heart. He crushed her heart. Yeah, so Ty and and Mom, I think you guys had a little more time to go back and study this, but are we with the producers on this, or are we with Debbie? Where do we stand? I think well, you mentioned this last week, Taylor, um, when you guys were talking about editing. Because like you just said, everything that we saw showed that she lost that challenge. And then if you even look at the next challenge, where she's like, I'm the gymnast. I need to be the gymnast here. <laughs> And then during mm. the challenge, she's like, well, I got her over the wall first. Did you see that? She's like, not even paying <laughs> attention to her tribe and the challenge. And she's worried about herself and her achievements. But and the reason that yeah, the, I think it plays to the editing. Well, and what the reason we the, saw, she lost it. The, que- the reason the question comes up is because she made a specific point of saying Haley was on there for 10 minutes. I was on there for 30 seconds, which is a measurable thing, not necessarily in the way that it's presented to us, but it's definitely a thing that either happened or didn't and also the thing that stood out to me was when she was walking on the beach with ty the first thing he said to her was i know he doesn't show you show much respect for you and i thought that was a little telling at least to the idea that there's some truth to what she was saying but i don't know ty what did you think i thought so when i went back and i just watched the challenge she was actually in first place when she got her little ball with the handle. So legitimately, everybody passed her and then finished the challenge, and it was two winners. So I don't, I don't know that her argument about Haley taking forever can really be is valid unless everyone else that ran like leg one of the balancing act was terrible. So. Hmm. That I don't. I'm not sure if she really has a valid argument. But then again, we always talk about editing. We don't know what really happened. Um, but if secondly, you clearly see that she was in first when she got the balance thing. That seems pretty indisputable. Yeah, it's indisputable. But Jeff also said it too. Like he called it out. He goes, "Mana with a huge lead right now. Debbie on the balance beam or something." In typical Jeff fashion, making sure everybody knows whose fault it is. <laughs> um, but then I think. I'm not sure Debbie was mad at Brad as much as she's mad at the relationship that Brad and Haley now have. Because Haley was definitely bottom, and Debbie starts screaming, now I'm at the bottom of the totem pole, and I'm pissed. Like, And she's getting mad. I'm pissed. And, then, she, and she said something. Wanker. Have you ever heard so, that word? <laughs> uh, not in America. But uh, she also... She said something to Haley along the lines of, uh, how, do you, how do I want to say this lightly? She said, Brad's got his head so far up your butt, his eyeballs are coming out your mouth. Which I don't really know what that means. It's kind of strange, but it seems to me more like she's mad that she's not the golden girl of the tribe anymore. Haley, who is on the bottom, like 
jump leaped over because ties in the pocket i don't know one you could argue that is the most disturbing visual in the history of survivor (laughs) two (laughs) i don't know her eight pack was pretty disturbing too do we think Haley's actually with them now? Because that was not the impression I got from the double tribal thing. It seemed like she just linked up with them for one episode. Right, and I, th- I don't. It, it looked to me a lot like she is totally on board with the tribe now. Because they sent, you know, the two girls to go after and talk to Debbie, and try and bring her back. And then Ty went and Ty tried to talk to her, but like she. She seems like she's in, and maybe the fact that there's a lady going absolutely insane, that could raise her status even more. Like, all this did was hurt Debbie and raise Haley's status from where she was on the bottom. Wasn't there a funny quote, too, where Debbie had started to freak out and screamed and ran away, (laughs) and then Haley (laughs) turned to the rest of the tribe and was like, guys, I think she's really upset. (laughs) Or maybe it was Ty. (laughs) <laughs> no, she asks, she turns and asks, she goes, is this for real or is she acting right now? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, this leads into the other point I wanted to raise, which I guess outside of Tavua, who we still have not seen. I don't think we've seen Ozzy, Andrea, Zeke, or Sari at camp <laughs> doing anything for that tribe. But on the other two tribes, yeah. the common theme right now seems to be that everyone is losing their minds. And I think because of this game changer season, no one's giving themselves a chance to relax. And they're all just playing 100,000% all the time. Because the the rice, or not the rice, the coffee thing was crazy. And everyone's super paranoid all the time. And Debbie's flipping out. And Michaela and JT are like at each other's throats. It just seems like everyone's losing it. And... The other thing that stands out to me this season, I think last season we talked a lot about how it was a fresh cast last season, obviously, with no returners. But we talked on the podcast about how it seemed like they all just generally liked each other. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like anyone on this show likes each other at all. (laughs) No, I think they all have their guard up because everyone's played at least once. Everyone here knows how to play the game. They've been through the game before. So like you said, they're all playing 110% because they know what other people have done before. Yeah, and it makes for a much different viewing experience. I think this has been sort of a season of entertaining episodes and not really great Survivor. I actually mm. thought this was the first episode that started to move in the direction of just being a good Survivor, like interesting strategy. What did you, mm-hmm. uh, what did you think, Ty? I definitely thought it let uh, people's personalities show out in the interactions at Tribal better. Um, it wasn't focused around a twist of two teams going to Tribal or we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna go from two teams to three teams on day three or you know it wasn't anything um, producer or host created. It was kind of just allowing people to interact, which I think is when Survivor's at its best. Yeah, like maybe we're just pretentious and s- smarter than everyone else, as Ty, Ty likes to always say stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's but my pretentious takeaway. I just... I, the double tribals and the Tonys and stuff are fine, but I prefer these more head games type mm-hmm. episodes. How, how do you feel on the season as a whole right now, Mom? Well, I think like if you go back to when Survivor started, when they had two tribes, and those two tribes were, they went for a long time. 
before the merge because the merge was like right when your jury started. So mm. I think there's always so many change-ups. And I think they do that because the game's been around for so long. It takes away from the predictability of, well, this worked last time, or I know how to make an alliance here, and that alliance will hold. So I think that's why they keep throwing all these change-ups in and twists. Yeah. And I think from a business standpoint, too, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff is it's just really hard to keep a television show on the air for almost 20 years and 35 seasons, basically. So they probably have seen their viewership drop, which partially is due to the fact that there's a million channels now as opposed to when they started. But I think they're just trying to maintain as much of the cultural conversation as they can because I saw articles on culture websites the day after last week that were written to the effect of wow survivor did a double tribal so they achieved their goal in some way of getting people to talk about the show you know i i think that's probably a good segue into the main man who wants people to talk about the show jeff probst my boy jeff let's get our jeff probst moment of the week i only really had one candidate this week personally but i'm interested to see what you guys have to say i thought Mm -hmm. it was kind of tough and he'd yeah. been watching it a second time. He didn't really, he had his standard lines pretty much the whole episode. But I'm going to go with um, when he was narrating the, I can't even remember if it was reward or immunity challenge, where his, Michaela was digging her heart out. <laughs> yes. And can, can Michaela dig that out again? Yes, she can. And going off that, I had the same moment, actually. He Did also really? said, wow, Michaela ripping through the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it was lacking for a lot of Jeff Probst moments, so I'm kind of in the same boat. He was like, <laughs> Michaela, can she do it? And she stands up, she like dunks the bag on the she like spikes it like she scored a touchdown. So it's almost yes, her can, making Jeff. the Jeff Probes moment more than yes. Jeff Probes making the moment. Not not a lot of great Jeff stuff this week, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He always is doing his little manipulating at tribal, you know. So let's get to our social takeaways. Ty, why don't you start us off? My social takeaway... Is it just going to be, I'm better than Sandra? (laughs) No, I still maintain that, though. Sandra's so much better at the social game than I can give her credit for. Because, like... how specific your social takeaways are. No, Jeff and Audrey watch her go over and spoon out all the sugar and finish it. And they're just sitting there, like, laughing, like little puppies. Like, it's incredible how comfortable she is doing whatever she wants. And And did you notice that Michaela never knew who did it until tribal council? Oh, that's true. She didn't tell her till it was over. Until JT walked away and she said, I still don't know who took the sugar. And Sandra pointed to herself. That was a really funny, that was really funny. (laughs) Like she just raised her hand. (laughs) Like, oh, it was me. Uh, It was me. While we're on that, I should mentioned that i'm worried about my girl aubrey yeah i got that down too taylor (laughs) (laughs) they're doing a mix-up this week but she looked lost in 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 tribal council there because she she was like yeah i think uh it probably is time to get rid of michaela you know we can only take this for so long or whatever she said and turns out she was the only one who was thinking that way other than jt so it didn't look good for her so what's your takeaway mom I was going to kind of focus on Debbie. Like, if you're going to brag about your talent and 
say that you have good balance, then go ahead and perform like you're bragging and get the job done in their challenge. Yeah, I think that's a good lesson for all the kids out there. Don't pretend like you're really good at something because you'll get found out eventually. It was really weird the way that she was being obsessively combative during the immunity challenge and then was just joyous and celebrating with everyone at the end. Mm -hmm. Maybe, gosh, I don't know. I'm not going to diagnose people on television, but it was weird. My takeaway is also related to Debbie. I said, respect your elders. I thought that would be fitting since uh, I was going to have my own mom on the podcast. But (laughs) Thank you. He just called (laughs) you an elder. I I caught that time. (laughs) Just ignore the things I'm going to say relating to this. Because, you know... (laughs) If you're not careful with how you treat your elders and they say they are good at something or that they believe something, you can't question them because they'll just get really angry. (laughs) This is weird. (laughs) Oh, so you're not saying that Debbie should respect your elders. You're saying they should respect her being the elder. (laughs) Yeah, because, because as people get older, it's harder for them to change their ways because they just get used to the way that life is and they believe certain things and they're only going to double down. She's only going to stick with her opinion. She's not going to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe you're right. I see what you're saying. (laughs) Let's look forward. Let's look forward to next week. Apparently, it's going to be a crazy week. (laughs) There in the little 30-second teaser, there were mentions of Exile Island, dropping your buffs, and a returning survivor. So what should we even expect? Let's go to that last one, Taylor. It was former survivor. So do they mean former from this season, or are they bringing another game changer in to really shake things up? So we talked about this a little bit after we watched it with our fantasy crew here because we decided to put points on who that person might be next week. And I think we were mostly in agreement that it's probably going to be a returning game changer who hasn't been on this season, right, Ty? I think that was the consensus, although I believe we all put points on a random pick from some other season coming back. We each named someone. I'll I'll tell you... I'll let Ty tell you his, but uh, Levi said it was going to be Boston Rob. I was going to say that. You were going to say that? Oh. That seems like a a popular one, probably. Jordan said Mike, who won two seasons ago. Seems unlikely, but who knows. <laughs> and I said Russell Hance was my pick. What was yours, Ty? I said Rupert. If they could get Rupert back just to come out in his tie-dye tank top and like even just rally people around him and like give a speech, and then he's like, all right, well, I'm off. Like, that would just be the coolest moment in the last <laughs> 10 seasons. I think he was a fan favorite, but I don't know how much of a game changer he was. Yeah, that, that's okay. He's still a fan favorite. Maybe he was some of their favorites, you know? Like, what he was if, one of mine. What if Richard Hatch just came back and walked nude through each of the three camps and then just left? <laughs> Is he not in jail? Is he? What? Is he still currently? I don't know. What was he in jail for? I missed this. Uh, we'll discuss it later. Oh, boy. He did something with his winnings or didn't pay taxes on his winnings or something. Oh. Ty made it sound like it was something gross. Is that what it was? I, don't, I thought it was. 
Oh, well, then that's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> Let's go back to Aubrey Taylor. I know she's one of your favorites. Oh, but go for it. Do you think she's going to be in trouble, or you think she'll be saved when they drop their buffs? Because she that's looks really a... boxed at the end of Tribal Council. It, they definitely could have been setting it up for that kind of turnaround where they drop their buffs and the camera cuts right to Aubrey just being like, (gasps) (sighs) and we know she's good at this. So who knows if she's really in trouble yet? Obviously if she stays in the tribe, she's in, she's in trouble. But do we think they're going to merge? Do we think they're just going to mix it up? What do you guys think? There's 15 left, right? Right. I think we need, I think it's too soon for one big merge. I would like them to do one big merge and just see how that goes, especially the Exile Island, but I feel like they're just going to drop back down to two tribes. Oh, I have an idea. It oh. just hit me. They're going to go to two, there's 15 people, two tribes, and whoever doesn't get picked is going to be the person at Exile Island. Oh, I think. Like you're... a draft, a schoolyard draft? Yes. I think you're probably right. I don't know if they'll do a draft, but I think that 7-7 seven, seven and 1 on Exile sounds like what's going to happen. And the one on yep. Exile will probably be safe for the week, right? Probably, because they're mm-hmm. not there to talk. All right, this article is from August 19th, 2009. Survivors Richard Hatch arrested after Today Show with Matt Lauer. Says anti-gay bias drove feds. Hatch, who won Survivor in the year 2000, wow. was nabbed at his sister's home in Newport, Rhode Island, where he has been living under house arrest after serving nearly four years in prison for tax evasion. And as of 2009, he was back in jail. So I there you have was. it, for those of you who don't feel like looking it up yourselves. The only other thing to discuss uh, is typically who's going to get voted out next week, but that might be almost impossible to predict with the way that the teaser was. But do you guys have any guesses? Well, it's just kind of the people that are already on the outside right now. And I think Aubrey's on the outside. I don't think anyone at Tavu is on the outside that could go home. I do. I still think Troy Zan's on the outside, but because he has his idol, we just have to guess that he's not going to pull a JT. And then Debbie is on the outside. I feel like each tribe has one person that's kind of on the outside. Or unless they realize that Sandra's really controlling the game and they want to finally get rid of her. But they need to, to be soon. bypassing everybody. <laughs> I, yeah, I took a different angle with this, where if they're mixing up tribes, my guess is that a new group of people might want to target the perceived power players and i think right now brad and sandra are those people so Mm. they're sort of in my radar for this next week that's about that's about all we got i think for uh week five of survivor here sorry week four it's five people have been voted out but two happened in the first week so this was week four anything Mm. else you guys want to add or are we good Thank you for having me, Taylor. I enjoyed talking with you guys this week. Thanks for coming, Mom. It was fun. Yep, I had a blast, and I think that's pretty much all the thoughts I had on this week. I think that's the only way you can say the phrase, yep, I had a blast. Is, yep, I had a blast. Yeah, it is. All right, you know, whatever. <laughs> had more fun than Levi, who slept through the podcast last week. That's very true. But you can find the Foxworthy podcast on Twitter, at FoxworthyPod. F-A-U-X. Thanks for that, Brian. And Tyler is at Tyler B. Commons. I'm at Gaines Taylor. I don't know. My mom has a Twitter, but she she probably won't tweet, right? 
I don't even know my Twitter. <laughs> She'll just she just follows along. I'll just follow you and like yours. So you can find her nowhere. She's a myth and a legend now. And an elder. And an elder. <laughs> and an elder, apparently. And that's all we got for this week. So thanks for joining us. This is episode 52 of the Foxworthy Podcast. We'll be back with more guests as the season goes on. Hopefully you'll have seen some of them on TV eventually. That's all I'll say. Or maybe you've seen Mom on TV. We were on the news once in like 2005, right? Tax evasion, right? No. <laughs> oh, hey, okay. No. All right. So that's all we got. Thanks for joining us. It's been fun. Enjoy Survivor, and we will see you next week. Foxworthy Podcast.